Hello and welcome to Edge Talk Radio. I am your host, Angela Zabel, that's me, and I am here with Christina Bloom. We are going to be talking about the paranormal. She is a spiritual advisor and author, and she is from central Wisconsin, and I can't wait to get into more with her. I want to talk about, so I am Angela Zabel. Who am I? I work with all those on the other side. I've connected with spirit my entire life, working with the team in the non-physical, sharing messages from a multitude of people, and I am a teacher coach, medium, radio show host, writer, retreat host, gallery reader, and I do speaking engagements, offering guidance, mediumship, and intuition with online and private sessions, sharing knowledge throughout with people throughout the world. And you can find me on all the social media aspects. And the biggest thing, just check out my website, angelazable.com. And today we're here with Edge Talk Radio. And and Edge Magazine is the leading events and media resource directed, dedicated to all aspects of holistic living, health and wellness and the mysteries beyond, sharing information, wisdom and resources committed and promoting businesses, organizations and individuals who support our collective journey to wholeness and balance. You can find out more on Edge Magazine and all of the online aspects at edgemagazine.net. So today we are here with Christina Bloom, and I have met Christina. She is so much fun to talk to and has such a great background with her. She is a psychic medium and a channel for the divine. For more than two decades, she has been doing private readings and facilitating individual and gallery readings across the country, speaking in front of both big and small groups, and in, in the insight and wisdom of spirit easily moves through her, allowing for clear information for you, the receiver of the messages to come through. With the light, with her lighthearted nature, Christina continues to get confirmation from spirit with messages as they becoming as they become clearer and clearer to you and she offers a number of online metaphysical classes and facilitates spiritual retreats and as a paranormal investigator and researcher she is currently working with the Adirondack Park Paranormal Society, and I want to know how you got out there. <laughs> and you can check out her list of available classes at christinabloom.com on going under her services tab. And for her latest scheduled events, you can check out her meetup group, onespiritconnection.com. And there is so much. She's also the author. She has a couple of different books out there. Make sure you're going on Amazon and checking out her books. And those books are Intuitive You, Personal for the Psychic and Personal Development, and Wisdom for the Ages of Ascension. So she offers psychic readings, mediumship, past life readings, regressions, spirit guide readings, Akashic record readings, and teaches several classes on metaphysics. She's a public speaker, gallery readings, paranormal investigator, and so much more. You really need to check out her website because there's so much on it. And you're going to be surprised to see all she is involved in and who she is. And today, I can't wait to have Christina on our on our show today. So Christina, thank you so much for being on the show today. I am so happy to have you here. And I'm just curious, how in the world did you start this process? <laughs> wow, it's a lot. Um, well, it was, uh, I started having prophetic dreams as a toddler. 
And um, my mom was able to recognize the dreams based on what, you know, I was able to say as a two or three year old. And uh, those continued through my childhood. And then when I hit puberty, then it's like all of a sudden it was all happening while I was awake. Oh. And <laughs> it's a little scary, I would think. Confusing for sure. Yeah, confusing. Um, but my family never made it taboo, which was really good. You know, they, they were always like, okay, well, she's getting something. <laughs> Let's see what she has to say. And uh, so, yeah, my family never made it taboo. So it wasn't like I felt like I had to hide it until I got into about middle school. And um, somebody just looked at me one day and said, stop being so weird. And I had no idea what they were talking about. Wow. Because when you're a kid, you assume if you do something, everybody does it, right? Absolutely. So I didn't know everybody else wasn't getting messages. It and especially when you're when you're having a family that's supporting you in that way. Right. That's very, very rare. I, I, mean, I think, yeah. honestly, you're the one of the first people I've talked to. It's only been a couple that their yeah. family actually supported them and didn't look at it as something to hide. Right. Right. Um, I'm, I'm very grateful for that because it was, it was weird enough just going through it. But if I had had family telling me, you know, you're crazy, you don't know what you're talking about, but they couldn't deny it because it was so accurate. Absolutely. And as when you hit that middle school and they started looking at you differently, mm -hmm. how did you start doing it then? Was that something where you started kind of hiding it or holding it within or what, how did you react? Um, I tried to pay more attention to when it was happening because it was such a natural thing for me. It didn't occur to me that it wasn't a natural thing for everybody. So I had to start paying attention to by watching other people's reactions, you know, like how they were reacting to me like, oh, I'm not supposed to know that based on their reaction. That's that's a very interesting for you to figure that out to like you have to learn how to how to live in this in this world yeah. to be able to function in this world when it wasn't so normal and even now i think it's it's definitely not the same as it was years ago but no. even now you still have to pick and choose how you're coming across to people is that yeah. something that you're still doing now in when it's needed I am. I am like, I'm sure you are. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Knowing who you can talk to people about and what you can't. <laughs> right. And, and I have, you know, accidentally, inadvertently, whatever, you know, ruined some surprises for people without <laughs> meaning to. It's terrible when it happens, but it's like, well, why did you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, congratulations on being a grandmother. What? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've, I've ruined more than one baby surprise without even meaning to because the, the information is just there. I don't know that they don't have it. You're assuming everybody knows if you know, everybody knows, right? Right? I would think so. But no, not the case. <laughs> yeah, that happens. <laughs> it does. It does happen. Yeah. I, I, I tried to, uh, I, I've done it often enough where I just kind of tippy toe around it a little bit to see if anybody, you know, if there's an inkling in there somewhere. And if I don't see an inkling, I don't say anything. But sometimes it still comes out anyway. <laughs> because you still assume they know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like it's common knowledge, right? <laughs> right? 
everybody's aware of this, correct? <laughs> now, now everybody's like, the, do you have people like sometimes even come up to you ahead of time and say, you know, don't say anything? <laughs> I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have. The better they get to know me, the more likely that is to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I have something going on. It is a surprise. You can't say anything. Don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> it is a different world we live in. <laughs> it really is. We we live in our own little like universe over here somewhere. And we sort of interact with the earthlings, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a weird way to say it, but sometimes it feels like that. And, and, you know, and that's the other thing is people, as they're going through this journey, and you awakened, obviously, and started connecting in so much, a lot younger than a lot of other people. Other people are kind of just starting on this journey. Right. Is this something you would let people know is to be prepared for kind of having separate um, ideals or perspectives on the world where you kind of have your world and the other world are kind of feeling separate? Is that something you would, you know, just to be open with people on that? Um, with students, you mean like, oh, good, you're waking up. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap in. <laughs> it's going to be a ride. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Make sure you got that seatbelt on, honey, because you're going for a ride. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I do try to warn people. I mean, I can't tell people exactly what their experiences are going to be, but right. I can, you know, I can warn people about a year from now, you're going to be living in a very different world. You're going to be living in a, a very different perspective than you are right now. And this is going to look like it was a lifetime ago because there's so many changes you're going to go through. And yeah, and I have noticed too, that people who are awakening now through this ascension process, they are awakening faster and grasping it faster. Yeah, that, yeah. that too, that's that's very true, which also means their life's gonna might get a little topsy-turvy a lot quicker and you gotta right. run with it. Right. You really got to roll with it as it continues to go forward. Mm -hmm. And that's true. You know, I think uh, the experience you've had with the taking things step at a time actually helps as people are going through these almost accelerated steps to know right. what's, next, what's next, what's next. This is, these are things you may be experiencing as you continue to go forward. I think that's really important to have somebody there where other there are, people are like, you know, I started understanding more about myself and then this happened and this happened. What's going on? You know, <laughs> and to have absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Could not That's agree more with that. Yeah. The other thing that I have found that I have to warn people about, and I don't know if you've had this too. I have to warn people that just because you're awakening and just because you're having more insight and you're having more connection to spirit doesn't mean that you get out of the human experience. Mm -hmm. That is very true that it's things, yeah, <laughs> things are still going to go wrong. Cars are still going to break down, you know, refrigerators are still going to stop. People are still going to die. You're still going to have relationship issues. Those things are not going to go away because you're waking up. That's very Sometimes true. It actually makes it harder, especially where relationships are concerned. I think it accelerates maybe small issues that might have been in a relationship or right. blown wide open. Somebody's and tickling my nose. Sorry. <laughs> my nose did not itch before we started this. Now somebody's like 
tickling my nose. <laughs> They're playing with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is, is that so for those of for those of people that are just starting on this journey, when you have that physical interaction because they're physically interacting with you, when that started, and I'm thinking with you, it started pretty young, so it really yeah. wasn't a big deal. But for people who are doing that, do you like do you look at it as fearful? Did you look at it as fearful? Or do you look at it different and and explain it different to people now? Um, I don't think I've ever really seen it as fearful, probably because in my early life, it wasn't made something to be afraid of. You know, so I, I, I have that benefit where I wasn't taught to be afraid of it. Um, not to say I haven't had some startling experiences, and I think that's different than fear. I mean, you know. I like so I love that point where sometimes it's going to be startling, but not fearful. I think that's right. It's really key for people to realize it can startle you, but it's the fearful. I don't is not so much fearful, just like, oh, I didn't expect it. It's like someone jumping out at you and you didn't expect them or someone all of a sudden you turn the corner and someone's standing there. You're going to startle, but you're not scared of it. Right, exactly. And I've I've had plenty of those. <laughs> and <laughs> as you've as you've done, so you've done all the paranormal investigations and and you you're a medium and you so you get things from the other side. So you're doing things both ways. When you're doing the paranormal investigations, are you doing more relying on like equipment, things like that, or are you going in more as a medium or are you doing a combination of both? Mostly as a medium, I, I don't actually own any specific paranormal testing equipment. Um, the big thing these days apparently is cat balls, which you can get at the dollar store. <laughs> they balls? light up. Yeah, they're, they're cat toys. They're like little um, ping pong sized balls that light up. Apparently that's like the big paranormal investigation thing now because anybody can walk into a dollar store and buy a pack of light up cat toys, right? <laughs> So, so how are they using them? Because I, I, after you said I'm, I've heard of this, but I want you to explain to people, how are they using okay. these cat toys? <laughs> cat it just kind of, well, I, I went on an investigation this weekend um, at the, with the Great Lakes Paranormal Conference. And we went to the Sheboygan Asylum in Sheboygan, Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin, I think it is. And I don't normally go to those, you know, really popular local haunted locations but it was part of the conference and it actually was pretty pretty interesting but what they do is that they they just take them out and they spread them out on the floor and then they ask the spirits to interact with them and light up the cat toys that actually sounds like a lot of fun i think i might get some (laughs) (laughs) it was pretty fun it was pretty fun and if they don't if they don't want to play with them i can always just give them to our cats (laughs) right exactly and oh well, yeah, I mean, we could have like three hour long discussion on spirits and how they interact with paranormal investigators, because that's just, that's its own ball game. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you find, we'll, we'll just touch on it lightly, but okay. do you find that they, and I'm going to, going to just call it play or interact with them, each person kind of individually, depending on who they are? I think so. I, and I think it's just like, you know, if you have, a group of people and one person over here is trying to communicate with one person over here, but this one doesn't want to communicate. They're just not going to. <laughs> yeah. Right. That so sometimes spirits are willing to play. Sometimes if they don't like 
or they don't resonate with somebody in the group, they'll just stand there and not do anything, or they'll just go away, or they'll, just, you know, but I have been in investigations, especially when there was one that stands out where I was teaching a class, and part of my class is going on a paranormal investigation, and so I set one up, and I had like, I don't know, 12 or 13 people, and we're all sitting in a circle, or standing in a circle, it was in a basement of a business, and um, I brought in another uh, paranormal group to demonstrate how to do it because I was trying to involve the community <laughs> and <laughs> so somebody puts a k2 meter and that's just one of those things that spirits can light up from green to red lights and I know you know what they are but I'm explaining yep. it for the audience <laughs> yes thank you I was going to ask if you could explain it for them because yes. I don't know what they are <laughs> right right and I don't even know what k2 means but you turn it on there's a green light and then if, if it's a green light there's no spirit activity and then it goes through yellow orange red and red is like super high activity so it kind of gauges that way well you had one of those and he put it in the middle and he's like are there any spirits here that can turn on that light please turn the light on for me and he kept like rapid fire questions and not giving time to answer not giving it right that's not <laughs> really annoys me but I seem to be annoyed by a lot of the paranormal people and not those on the other side. But anyway, so I'm standing there and I'm watching the spirit on the other side going, nope, I don't like this guy. He don't know what he's doing. I don't care. I'm not answering. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And um, uh, a friend of mine who actually, you know, too, Resnick was like, every once in a while he'll hear, stupid human tricks i'm not doing stupid human tricks and i get that too like that i'm this isn't a dog and pony show <laughs> that's know? funny i was just talking to someone about the same thing it's not a dog and pony show for them they you know. right you know they're they're not on the payroll they're not getting paid exactly. for form. leave these people alone right but if we go in and we sincerely want to have a conversation you know find out do you need anything are you do you need help crossing over do you need help do you want someone to come and get you you know which obviously doesn't work well with pay-to-play environments because right. you know that's how they keep the lights on that's how they maintain buildings is by taking tours through which is i don't know <laughs> they're not letting buildings rot so i guess but um it's a trade-off <laughs> it's a trade-off it's a trade-off but you know if there's someone who really wants to go we don't have a right to keep them here right right yeah so there's that too but i came up in paranormal investigating where we were there to help people you know not to, we went into private homes we were invited into private homes and you know they want to know like why do the light bulbs keep exploding why are all the electronics not working what is with all the knocking why are the doors always opening and closing you know they and they want answers absolutely and you i know, think so that's something that's people don't realize is a lot of the paranormal investigation and i don't know for sure but it feels like a lot of it started with people in their private homes having issues needing answers yeah. needing help in the private homes and then it's gradually gone where you know it's being investigated and and you know i think there's a good part of that too for showing right. people to have the the actual data in front of them the data to show like here's what's going on here's the information here's the 
you know, the light that's going back and forth. Here's the cat balls that are moving. Yeah. Because a lot of people have to see it to believe it, where you and I trust what you're hearing, what you're getting from the other side. You don't need the everything coming in and making itself manifest in front of you. You trust what they're saying to you. I think right. that's something that's big for people to understand. And and the 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 investigation places are for the people who want to experience it in that way. And, you know, I think, too, there's some of those on the other side that, you know, they're willing to play. Well, some <laughs> of them are totally willing to play. <laughs> and they have willing. so much fun with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they have so much fun with it. Um, yeah. So it's it does go both ways. And, and some of them, it, I, I got a lot of questions um, Saturday night about, like, well, why are they always here? Maybe they're not. Maybe they just come back to play when we're there and or when people are there. I, I I fully believe a lot of that, too, that, you know, they're not there all the time, but when you're ready to play, they're coming to play. And I feel, you know, when, when you feel like you felt with doing these different ones, there's someone else there who maybe does need help and, and needs help with something or or wants more information and wants to connect in a different way. I feel like some of those on the other side is like okay they're coming here to play but maybe there's someone there that can help with what i'm looking for so i, yeah. I do feel it's kind of a mixed bag with what i think it is with that. yeah i agree with you i agree with you it's a mixed bag yeah and, you know the other thing that people don't realize and I, I wish i could remember the name of this experiment but there was a college experiment years ago where they actually created a ghost created consciousness by thinking about it as a group interesting i have not heard that one before yeah i'll have to look it up and send you the information i, I probably should have looked it up before i got online but I didn't. <laughs> that's okay maybe we can find the information and maybe i can put it in the link later for people who okay. want to check it out themselves so right be- it was a it was a college experiment it, it was a um a pretty notable college i think it was an ivy league college actually um but i'll look it up I'll look it up and see if I can find it. But they literally created a ghost, a, a character, because everything is energy, right? Yes, everything is energy, and we create our world, and we can create that that is around us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's- they, they created this this ghost character and created evidence of the ghost character. And I mean, they didn't create it. They documented the evidence after they created it, is what I meant to say. Nice. Now that's interesting. And I like how you said everything is energy and everybody draws in their own energy, draws in things that are resonating with them. And so I've got to ask, and my team is just kind of bringing up a little bit, when you've done some of these paranormal investigations, and we talked about fear a little while ago, are there some people that come into these investigations and they're extremely fearful and, and getting and kind of looking kind of looking for that scare when they're there also have oh, you absolutely thrill seekers yeah yeah and so and do they have you seen where they're finding or experiencing things that are scaring them as they continue to go through these investigations i'm going to go with yes but i don't know how much of it is actually in existence and how much is in their minds I like that. <laughs> I like that answer. <laughs> because with some people, you can look at them and you can clearly see that they're making it up for themselves. Right, right. And other people, you know, if, if you look for demons, you're going to find demons. 
and if that's for angels you're going to find angels <laughs> that's a very good point that people should realize what you're looking for is what you're going to find yes no matter which end of the spectrum you're on and Absolutely. so what do you do so you've gone into, you've done some of these investigations and I've got to say, I've talked to Christina after she's just done her own going off on her own, running away and doing her own thing. <laughs> <laughs> and what have you found when you do things? What is your intention when you're working, say on your own or maybe with one or two people? What do you put out there? What are you looking for? What's your intention of what you want to interact with? As far as paranormal investigations? Yes. Um, primarily, I, I'm going to say I am just looking for the truth. What's there? What's there? Who's there? And if there's somebody there, do they need something from me? Do they just want to talk? Do they just want to watch us and creep us out while they're doing it? I mean, you know, it's really because sometimes that happens too. You know, that feeling like you're being watched, but you can't pinpoint yep. <laughs> where that's coming from. Some of them want to do that, too. But some people want to do that, too. So, you know, we don't always change when we cross over. <laughs> I like what you just said, because when they cross over, they're the ones that are creeping people because <laughs> they were already doing that. So why not just keep doing it? Right. So, exactly. Um, but mostly when I go in, I just want to know, first of all, what is the truth? Who's there and how can I help if they need help? And if they don't need help and they don't want help, that's cool. I'm not there to judge. I'm there to serve. So. And some of those, some of them that are there really don't want anything except, you know, maybe you'll recognize them. Maybe you'll know that they're standing there. But other than that, they really don't want any more than that. Just right. kind of the observers of what's going on. Why are these people here? I want to check this out. <laughs> right. Exactly. I get that with mediumship, too, particularly at larger events where, you know, someone will come through to talk to whoever's sitting in front of me. And after a while, they're looking around going, what is going on here? You know, like, you know, just kind of looking around like, why are all these people here? Where are you? What are we doing here? Like, <laughs> it's like they're so connected to the person that they came to talk to that they don't realize the environment until they look up and look around and go, oh, this is weird. <laughs> that's, you know, that's very true is having, you know, and a lot of times there's ones that will just come in to be the observers of a gallery and they're not there to to give a message they're just kind of there in support or like how does this work how does this operate and right. and it's, it's always you know and everyone is different and i'm sure for you every gallery is different every, every gallery is, is different, different. they none of them are the same <laughs> no but mostly they're funny <laughs> that is true i think that's one thing people forget is you know, we have fun in life. We laugh about things. We joke about things. Why do people think it has to be so stoic in a certain way after they pass? Is like, why not have fun? Why not? Why not have some laughs? And I right. think that's, that's something people should realize. They are funny. I think they're extremely funny. Oh, stuff. I do too. I do too. I mean, you know, but then there are serious moments too where, you. Know, you the spirits will come through. They are in control when I'm doing a gallery or when I'm doing mediumship, they are in control. 
right? So they can have somebody laughing one second, crying the next and going back to laughing the second after that, because they are the ones in control and what they say is what triggers that response. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love how you said you're going to go through all the different emotions, all within even seconds as they bring it through. And they are definitely in control. They know what they're doing. They know what the people need. All you got to do is listen and share the messages they're giving. Right. Right. And now when my, I'm a Virgo, my brain, I wish they'd stop tickling my nose. That's really annoying. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. You were a Virgo. (laughs) You started with the Virgo. Oh yeah. My, my brain likes to get in the way. Like I want to analyze everything. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like being a Virgo, I want to analyze everything. So my brain hears a question and it goes to work on finding an answer. And I'm like, that's not what we're here for. People who, uh, who are used to doing readings with me will literally see me do this because I'm pushing my brain aside. Uh, to let spirit come through it's like this cue for myself to to move it aside but yeah it's really my my brain likes to play with stuff (laughs) it (laughs) likes to solve problems and that's not what we're here for (laughs) you know and that's very true is when things come through that the human brain wants to fix things wants to make it better and Mm -hmm. you have to push that off to the side and you know a lot of people like they'll ask how do you separate yourself from when you're doing a reading and for you it's physically and for those of you that aren't who are on the radio it's physically taking her hand moving in front of her face and moving her brain out of the way so it's whatever you need to do to help you stay in that moment of what they need and not try to fix it because i think as humans we're fixers (laughs) i think so too yeah some of us more than others yeah (laughs) yeah So, yeah, I mean, that's really one of the big things is that, you know, just moving that aside so that I can get clear information coming through. Does that, so one of the things, there's a couple things, and I think we're going to bounce around a little bit today. Mm -hmm. That's One of the things is dealing with intuition. And you've written a book on intuition and you Mm -hmm. teach classes on intuition. Do you feel that intuition is something really key or is that something you pushed off to the side? Are you integrating it as you're doing readings and as you go forward? Um, I I think I'm just integrating. And it's always there. I mean, I'd be in a lot of trouble without it. But, you know, there's I, I, I think it's always there. And I feel like the intuition helps me to open up to the the deeper psychic information. Absolutely. And I I think that's something for people to know that intuition is always on, should always be on. It's really should always be on. Yeah. yeah, should always be on. Psychic doesn't necessarily fall into the same category. That shouldn't probably be, always be on. But intuition, absolutely. It's our guiding, it's our GPS through for life. And that's something I think is so important. People look at it and a lot of people put psychic and intuition in the same ball. And I feel like you do. I don't feel they're the same ball. I feel it's Mm -hmm. separate things. So how would you like, what would you look at? What would be a psychic thing and what would be an intuitive thing in your mind? Uh, I think intuitive is more emotional. I think it, you know, it's, we're guided by our our emotions and, you know, there is, psychic sensitivity where you feel it too and i think that's where 
my feeling is that that's where intuition comes in more strongly is just the sense of it. You know, when you get a sense of something or you get a feeling about something, that's where intuition integrates with psychic. But then there's, you know, but then there's like claircognizance where a thought just pops into your head or there's clairvoyance where you see something or clairaudience where you hear something. And I don't, I think those are more specifically psychic than intuitive. I like, I like the explanation, the kind of the, the differences and like and trusting those emotions you're feeling, those first thoughts you're feeling, all those feelings and and tapping into that and kind of maybe checking into them a little deeper. Why am I feeling it? Why am I getting that? Why am I sensing that? And using that intuition all the time. I I think that's something too. You should never really shut your intuition off. And, and honestly, I think a lot of people want, even when you sleep, your intuition is always going like, you'll know like, Oh, something is different. I, you know, even a storm woke me up or I sense something coming in. And so that intuition Man, that should always be on. In my book, it should always be on. Oh, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Our intuition is is what keeps us, you know. As an example, okay, so you're going home from work, you leave work, and you just get a feeling you should go a different way home. Well, if you follow that feeling, you just go home. If you don't follow that feeling, you might end up behind a big traffic accident, or you might get stuck in a traffic jam for some reason, or you know, something else going on that would delay you getting where you wanted to go. That intuition tells you go a different way. And that's kind of an example of real life intuition. And I think that's something very true and something when you feel that it's, it's to take it. And, and sometimes I've, I mean, even in my head, even though, you know, you and I are both psychic, intuitive, doing all that, sometimes it's like, Oh, I feel like I need to go the other way, but I'm really short on time. I really want to go this way. <laughs> and it's like, all right, yeah, I better go this way. <laughs> right. Right. I've learned to listen to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have too, because sometimes the other way isn't so good. You no. maybe thought it was going to save you some time. It did not in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> and that's such an easy example to use. Absolutely. Yeah. And that brings me to something, you know, you're talking about intuition and and just using your own senses and we had talked off the air before we started about how you had done an investigation so can you walk us through how that investigation was because you said you went in blind and how did that work for you and why did you like it i like to go into an investigation as a psychic with no previous information love it again i'm a virgo i like research (laughs) but i've taught myself not to research until afterwards That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Don't research ahead of time, because if I research ahead of time, I'm going to go in looking for what it says is there. I don't want to do that. I want to. So going in blind is just not knowing the history of where you're going. In fact, when I went to the asylum on Saturday night, uh, I was given an address and that's it. I didn't know I was going to the asylum. Nice. I didn't know where I was going. I just, and as I'm going further and further out in the country, I'm thinking I was given the wrong address, you know, because <laughs> it's like way out there. <laughs> but, um, but I found it and uh, going in blind, I had no information. I mean, walking in, you could tell it had been a hospital. Right. Okay. It's set up like a hospital. <laughs> you just, 
<laughs> that you're going to get there. Tells you that. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I didn't have any information. And so it was really interesting um, going through. And I asked the person who was leading us not to say which wing we were in nice. until after some information came through, because that will set people up too. If you know that you're going into the men's wing, right? That just the word men's can set you up for ideas of what there is, whether they're true or not. Right. That's a very good explanation of why it's really good to go in, as you as we call it, blind, not right. knowing information about where you're at, what you're experiencing, what was there before, mm -hmm. because then you're, it's, I think, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but I also feel it helps you learn to trust yourself more Absolutely. and what you're getting in, and then just having it verified by someone afterwards. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we, we talked to some very interesting people and that facility was open from, I think, 1939 to 2002. Wow. So not everybody time. in there was a hundred year old ghost. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> there were some that were far more recent. And so um, I didn't know that either. But when I was talking to the spirit of a young man who said that he didn't die there, he came back afterwards because he felt safe there. Nice. And that's, that's where he well cared for and safe. But he probably died in the 90s, maybe 80s. You know, and that's, that's, we had talked before, and I don't know if we did it on the air or not, where we talked about sometimes they're there because we're there, because we're sensing them. And it's someplace they felt comfortable with, and nice. someplace they just love to visit at this time. And it's us recognizing they're there versus mm -hmm. you know sometimes they're there all the time sometimes a lot of times not i i don't feel a lot of times they're there all the time it's mainly when right. when we're there they're showing up it's like oh ready to go <laughs> yep yeah um they did say at the beginning at the orientation that nothing bad has ever happened here it was always a good happy place i'm like it's it, i wasn't feeling that <laughs> yeah because but, not everyone's going to have a good experience at a place. Yeah. No matter how good it is, not everybody's going to have a good experience. Right. But I get it. There were, there were guests who are not normal, normally paranormal investigators. They didn't want to scare them. I understand that. Um, and but, that's very true too, for to, to yeah. know when you're going and doing some of these, because they're, there's opening up these places pretty much all around the country where you can go and do the, you know, go with the paranormal or spend the night and do things like that. And yeah, they're going to tell you they don't want to scare everybody off or they wouldn't have a business. You got to balance it out. But like mm -hmm. you said, too, are you startled or are you fearful? Right. That's the difference. <laughs> That's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I don't know, you know, people are going to be listening. I don't know what they know about equipment, but we did have a, an electronic voice phenomena going. And so we did hear voices of small children. We heard voices of um, an adult male. We heard some growling. We heard kind of like, and I'll do this into the microphone for effect, but. <sighs> nice. Uh, I mean, that that all came through on the EVPs. Um, so, you know, we were hearing those sounds and, and that's evidence. 
Right. And I think that's important for people. You know, there, there has, a lot of people are looking for something because we trust what we're getting, but a lot of people mm-hmm. don't trust what they're getting. They need the physical, they need the evidence. And that's fine. I think having that today for people to actually see it, actually hear it or experience it, I think it's helping people understand there's more to the world than just this human world we're living in. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, you know, let's be true about it. It's fun. It, and, it you know, th- there was, there were some, some interesting things and, um, I know you had asked the question, you know, something funny that's happened or something that scared you. And um, this past time, it was actually like the next day that I was a little more concerned. I wouldn't say scared. Um, we went into one wing where someone had hung themselves. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that going in. But when I walked in, I immediately felt like I had a hand over my throat. Right. And I felt like I was having trouble breathing. I was having some chest discomfort, heaviness, not pain, just heaviness. And um, the next day I woke up and there was a red mark around my throat. Ah, that would be a little (laughs) concerning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because I'm a physical medium. Right. I feel it. And sometimes I feel it to the extreme. But like literally for most of the day, people were going, what happened to your neck? (laughs) (laughs) That would be a little bit more concerning. (laughs) But for people who were looking... So one of the things I keep hearing is there's people that are asking to hear something, to see something in the physical. And for mm-hmm. those that were there to see that physically on your neck, it was mm-hmm. more of a confirmation for them that, oh, she is experiencing that. And mm-hmm. I'm taking it didn't hurt or anything. No, it, it wasn't like literally being choked, but there was enough of a sensation where I figured out what happened. Right. And and it's yeah. enough to, to show other people like, hey, this is here, this is what she experienced. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people have to realize is it doesn't have to be that fearful, except the ones that are looking for the fearful stuff, you know, <laughs> just like the demons and everything else. Mm-hmm. But it's showing, it can be shown without it being painful and things right. like that. And, right. I, and I guess I should kind of back up, they're kind of telling me, and you and I have both like say when we're working with people, you might feel pain in a certain part of your body oh, yeah. as yeah. they're showing you those on the other side are saying, you know, I have pain here, I'm here. But that pain goes away after they after you get it. <laughs> it's like then that pain goes right. away. It's like, OK, I got it. But it's it's mainly more of a learning and an understanding for us, I believe, more I than believe they're not trying to make you painful. It's not going to, you know, put you on the ground or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. to know something that they had is there. And that's physical mediumship. It is. But, it is. Yeah. but I also feel that that's something you and I are both okay with. Mm-hmm. And we're, because we know not to hold on to it. That's the key. Not that's to hold on to it. I love that. <laughs> we know not to hold on to it. And that's one of the things that I teach in my classes is, you know, if you, whether it's from another living person, because I've had that too. Like I walk past somebody who's in pain and I'm like, where did that come from? Oh yeah. But I know it's not mine. So I just say, thank you for the information and I release it. Yes. It's there just to teach you for you to understand yeah. that you're connected to people. You can pick up on their pain. It's not meant for you to like carry it around all day and feel like crap. And, it, and it's not all of a sudden yours either to hold on to forever. 
Right. Because I've seen people do that where they're like, I don't know, just all of a sudden one day my elbow started hurting and it's been hurting ever since. And it's like three years later, it wasn't yours. Right. Right. And but I you made it yours. You claimed it. <laughs> That's it. They claimed it. And it's like, well, why did you claim it? Because I thought it was thought I had to. Why? <laughs> because I didn't understand it wasn't theirs. And that's the thing. And I think that's the that's something so key, like you and I both do, is helping people understand. It's for you to understand, not to hold on to, not to take it to the umps degree. It's to understand it, say thank you, and let it go and move on. I, you know, for, for all the people who, and I see this a lot on social media, oh, empathy sucks. Well, empathy only sucks if you own it. <laughs> if you own the information you're getting and you incorporate it into yourself, yeah, then it's because now you've just created a whole thing that didn't have to be created. But if you don't know, you don't know. And that's it. And a lot of people don't know. And and, a and honestly, know. a lot of people said, oh, I just take things on. There, there isn't, I don't feel there's enough people out there saying, but when you feel it, you can let it go. And everybody just yeah. feels that they have to keep, and it's like, but you, there's another part of that. It's like, right. it's like reading a book and not getting the last chapter of releasing it. Right. I mean, like if I if I give you a note and you read it and you need that information, that doesn't mean that you have to keep the note for the rest of your life. That's a good analogy. I like that. <laughs> I like that. You only keep it until the information has been useful and then you throw it away. Yes. And more people need to throw a lot more notes away. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I love that. I think that's going to help a lot of people just to understand that because... I think empathy has been taught where you, you know, you're a good person by having empathy, by feeling other people's feelings, by knowing what they're feeling. It's like, yeah, but it's not for you to keep forever, just like the note. Mm -hmm. So very important for people to know. Right. And, and you know, there's evidence that um, people who are long-term caregivers for loved ones, very often the caregiver will die before the sick person will because they take it all on and they hold on to it and they keep it because they're trying at some level, conscious or not, to lighten the other person's load. And they're not really lightening anything. What they're doing is holding on to information that they can let go of. That's very true. And there's a lot of people out there. And and my team is kind of bringing up even people who are addicts with dealing with addictions and, you know, drugs and alcohol or any other types of addictions. People are having that empathy and trying to help them. But you're not helping them by having that empathy and taking that on. It's, it's, it's hurting you and it's not helping them at all. Right. Exactly. And exactly. that's a hard one because it's usually a lot of times people we love deeply just as caregivers, they're, mm -hmm. you know, maybe family members or friends and they love the people deeply. So you're hope you're hoping to lighten their load, but right. you can't do it that way. And mm -hmm. that's something for people to realize and recognize, but yeah, letting it go is a little more difficult when you're talking with someone very close to you. Exactly. Exactly. It is. But it, it's still, you know, I mean, if you can just go, okay, I got this, I got this piece of information physically that tells me you need something. Let's figure out what it is you need so I don't have to hold on to it. And I think if people can be taught how to approach it that way, life will be so much easier for, for, at least the caregivers. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the caregivers actually will start feeling better and the people around them, because a lot of times the caregivers don't realize they're taking so much of their energy and giving it to just one person that there's other people in their lives that could really benefit from maybe that healthier, happier person who has more energy because I feel energy is lost when people are doing that big time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So for all the caregivers out there, please listen to this aspect. <laughs> right. Because I mean, it applies whether the person that you're working with is in or out of a body. Absolutely. It applies all, both ways. Yeah. For people to realize when they're working with those on the other side, not to take mm-hmm. on that either, because, boy, you start taking that on and that's the the depression, the anxiety, the the tiredness, the just wiped out. You hear it so many times. I'm just so wiped out. I have no energy. Look at where you're giving your energy and why. And not only that. Okay. So here comes the big word. Yeah. Attachments. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Go for it, Christina. More often than not, we are attaching to them, not the other way around. Love it. (laughs) Love it. People don't want to hear that. They don't want to take responsibility of it. They want to be like, oh, this bad thing attached to me. Stop thinking about it. It'll go away. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And it sounds (laughs) simple, but, you know, they're like, well, how do you do that? Like, just let it go. But how? Stop. (laughs) Stop thinking about it. Make yourself think about something that makes you happy. Something completely different. (laughs) Absolutely. Because more often than not, we are the ones who create the attachments. And very often that happens out of curiosity. We're trying to figure something out. So we're constantly thinking about it. And the more we think about it, the more attached we get to it. I love it. And that's, and it's like that curiosity. It's great to have curiosity. Look at what you're curious about. (laughs) Because you're going to draw in what you're curious about. Yeah. And if you want to play with that curiosity, that then play with it, but then let it go. Yeah. Don't keep bringing it in and then go, I don't know why all this stuff keeps moving around now. I'm scared of this. And then this is happening. It's like, but what were you thinking about? I'm always curious about what's going on on the other side. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's a reason they say curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, it, it really is very interesting how we want to know all this information, but we don't necessarily want to take responsibility for the energy we're putting into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's, it's coming from somewhere else. It's like, no, it's coming from you. It's coming from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're doing a really good job. Bring it in. Good job. Now, do you want to stay there or would you like to leave that where you're at right now? You know, and I can say, I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me. I 100% learned these lessons personally. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Talking from experience. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Because if I hadn't done it, I wouldn't be able to sit back and go, oh, that's how that happened. Oh, absolutely. And that's something I, you know, people say, well, it sounds so easy for you. But when I was going through it, it wasn't the easiest because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know why I was bringing it in. I had to figure it out. 
And now, like we had talked about, people now are ascending and moving things through faster and faster. Now we can help them like, hey, it took me a while to get through this, but you can get through it quicker because now you know what I did wrong. Right, (laughs) exactly. And I don't know if it's wrong, but it's more of like a step I had to learn. And you too, it sounds with the learning process. So it's like, I can help with because I've been there. It's not like I have never experienced it. I don't know what it's like to let people go and to let things go and to to always want to be helping so much where it's to the detriment of yourself. And I feel you've been there too, where it's oh, been yeah. detriment many, many to yourself. Yeah. And it's it's learning that process. And you know, thank goodness we we both learned the process and it's so much better now. Yeah, I just have to remember that when people are meeting me today, and and likewise with you, when people are meeting me today, they know the current version of me. Yeah, they don't know the version from 20 years ago that was putting themselves through the ringer, trying to figure out how to let go of attachments we created. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) They don't know that version. They don't know that version. Yeah. And I think you and I are completely different people than Mm -hmm. who we were before. But we brought the knowledge with us to this mm-hmm. new version of ourselves to help others. They don't have to go through 20 years of crap. Let me repeat what you just said. You don't have to go through 20 years of crap to get the message. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so much better this way. <laughs> it is. It so much is. Yes. Yeah. So have you found that you yourself have been almost feeling, and I'm speaking for myself, I feel like I'm more free and happier than I've ever been as I've learned these lessons along the way. Yes. You know, and we've all had different lessons, but the lessons teach us what we need to know. And okay, here's another truth bomb. Sorry, folks. We create our own lessons. (laughs) That is true. Taking not going to make friends telling the truth, but that is the truth. We create our own lessons. And and we create what's around us and the experiences, we draw them in around us for mm-hmm. us to figure it out and move through the lesson. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> and that's hard to hear. Like, why? Yeah. Why would I create that? Why would I create that whole scenario? Well, I mean, if you think about different things in your life, too, like, why, why would I take a job I knew I was going to hate? Absolutely. Why would I stay in a relationship that's horrible? It's it's the same concept. We're just applying it to the paranormal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's realizing it all works together. It's it's mm-hmm. all working together. And so many things in that paranormal help us understand more about us and how this world operates and and yes. bringing that connection with both worlds together. I think it's awesome. I, it, I do it, too. It's like the best thing. And, you know, one thing, there's a, a question I had in here about like when you're doing the paranormal investigations, are you doing it sometimes just by yourself? Are you doing it with other people? Are you doing it with a group? And what's the advantages of each one? Well, I was I would say if you're doing a paranormal investigation by yourself, um, the only time I, I do that is when someone has invited me into their home or into their business to do it and I'm still not there by myself. Okay. Good point. (laughs) All right. Couple of different things. First of all, physical safety. 
way too many people who are watching these urban explorers and going, oh, I'm going to go look at abandoned buildings. Folks, there's a reason those buildings are abandoned. They're not safe. Don't go in alone. If you get hurt, there's nobody there to help you. And you're talking about physically not safe. In the physical world. In the physical world, you can fall through a floor and break a leg. And if you don't have somebody with you, good luck. Because a lot of those places are out where there's no cell phone coverage. And that's a very, very good point. You don't have to worry so much about the non-physical, <laughs> physical implications when you're doing this. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Um, the other thing that I was taught when I was with Whisper in Washington State is always have more than one person because you want, if you get evidence, you want someone to verify it. That's a good point. It's not so much that for your just your experience, it's so someone else can back up your experience and you have the evidence in front of you. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, that's two good reasons to go with somebody. Now, 40 or 50 people going through, that's just disruptive. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, I would say a few people, you know, if you're, if the place is big enough to break up into groups, maybe like depends on how many people you have, but it's probably better to have, I don't know, five, six people at the most in any group. And some of those people are psychic and some of those people are running equipment and some of those people are just observing. And I think that we need all of those aspects. And sometimes you can't do all of those aspects when it's just you. But again, for physical safety reasons, please don't go alone, especially ladies at night. You know I was just going to say it, you know, it, it's, it sounds fun. It sounds, you know, great to go do this stuff at night and do that. But you have to realize, you know, you're out at night, physical, human safety. Look at that first, because you don't know, is there a person out there? Is, is there a wild animal? You have no clue. Is there something you can step on? Is there something you didn't see and you fell into or hurt yourself? It's physical safety. I mean, I like, I don't, I don't think you are either. I'm not like, I'm not worried about them on the other side. That's like, I got to watch like what's around me. (laughs) Spatial watching what's around you. Watching what's around you in the physical world, because you can't really clearly explore the metaphysical world if you're not safe in the physical world. Absolutely. I love that. I think that's a great point for people to realize because a lot of people are running out, checking things out. And it's like, are you really paying attention to what's around you? Do you have some, do you have a backup plan? Do you have a safety plan if you get hurt or, you know, anything could happen. You need to be prepared for that. Right. And if you're going to just go out and start exploring places, I mean, you don't know, you don't know who else is around and get permission. Like Mm -hmm. seriously, just, just get permission. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) you could get shot because you don't have permission because they're not expecting someone to be out there and someone's watching it. And maybe they've had, you know, instances where someone has been there and had been, has been causing an issue and the people that live around there are fearing for their own safety. So they're looking at you as the same thing it really is physical safety, not, And, and then then play around with the non-physical, but get your physical safety in order right. first. 
Exactly, exactly. You know, there are so many issues that could come up if you go into places without, first of all, getting permission to be there. You know, you start going into places where you don't have permission to be there. The very least that could happen probably is getting arrested. Right. Yeah, that, that's the least of your worries. Like <laughs> trespassing is against the law. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, you, you just really want to make sure that you cover your bases, you do it safely, and don't make it harder for other people who are legitimate paranormal investigators. And that's true by people just kind of, you know, just kind of going rogue out there, doing yeah. things, doing things that not the right way, not getting permission, not doing this. It really causes an issue for the ones who are legitimately trying to get the evidence to show people to show there's there's more to this world than the human experience so mm -hmm. don't ruin it for other people it's kind of like you know like kind of like when you go backpacking or you're you're walking and taking a hike take everything back with you and and leave it better than it was when you first walked in it's that type of thing because there's Absolutely. other ones that go in and you know they're leaving junk they're leaving stuff and it's like it just makes it look bad for everyone We're stealing stuff uh, that's that's another one absolutely you know, don't don't do that that's not cool absolutely so as as you've gone through this whole experience and i think that's great ex information for people to realize i think a really good information for them you've done a couple of books so you've got wisdom of the age of ascension and mm -hmm. you've got your intuitive view and you're working on i believe you have another one out there the contemplative truth is that also yeah that one i i uh, I, I keep trying to get rid of that one. <laughs> okay we'll nix that one forget we said that one. it's just it's poorly edited so that's you okay know, christina's a little hard on herself it wants things on purpose yeah i did mention virgo right just, <laughs> yes anyway so um just you know a heads up for anyone who's going to self-publish it's worth the money to hire an editor Good information because <laughs> christina is still regretting her decision from 15 years ago yeah i think that's something you need to let go is that right christina i think so yeah <laughs> but it's still there <laughs> oh, you're right but, though i need to let it go absolutely you know I mean, yeah in information is information and there's always good information in it whether you feel it's done to your standards now because you're a different person now right. than what you were before but yeah. There's so much great information out there. And for those of you, I'm so happy that you get to hear who a little bit more of who Christina is. And she's a great person to get to know, a lot of fun. And knowing how much she has there. So make sure to check out all of her information. And one of the things is for you, Christina, is you have the different books and you have your website. How can people reach you? What is the best way to reach you? And how do you can you do things online with them? How does that work for you? Yes, I do readings uh, either over the phone or online. I generally use Zoom. Um, lately, people have been wanting to do it with Facebook Messenger. That's fine. I can do video with Facebook Messenger too. Uh, so video chat or by phone. Um, you can get a hold of me. My email is psychicchristina67 at gmail.com. And Christina's with a K for those of you who are not looking at the screen. <laughs> Christina's that is with a K. Make sure to <laughs> <Yeah>. use K. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and I'll, I'll also have the links down below for some of that too. So okay, for those great. of you who don't, who are just listening and don't have the actual part, but the others who do the links will be down below for it also. So that'll be great. And you also have a lot of other aspects. I mean, I was looking on your services and there's so much you help people with. So what, you know, I'm, I'm looking, I saw guidance and Akashic and there's so much. What are the other things that people contact you for? Uh, past life readings. I'm also a certified hypnotist. I can do regressions. Um, so I do that. Uh, wow. Let's see. Spirit guide readings. And, and the thing is, like, I can list all of these things, but you know, as well as I do, you open the door, it all comes in anyway. Absolutely. I, that's why I'm kind of like, do I change everything on my website and just put, you know, reading and we'll just get what comes through because it's going to be a mix a lot of times of all of it. Anyhow, it really is. It really is just a mix of all the things that come through. But there are specifics. I mean, if someone wants to talk Absolutely. to a loved one on the other side, that's mediumship. So if you specifically want mediumship, then we will focus on that. Absolutely. And if you specifically want to do a past life regression, we'll focus on that. If you want to do, you know, you want to go into the Akashic Library, okay, let's go into the Akashic Library. But if we just leave it open, kind of those things just sort of get mixed in anyway. Absolutely. And I like, I like <laughs> so, how you did that. You can pick the specific and you can concentrate on the specific, or you can do a general and kind of let it all flow in. So either way, is going to get whatever you're looking for at the moment. And that's something I'm I'm excited to share you with others because you offer so many different things and and you're able to connect with so many different people. And not only just where we're located, but all around the country, you're you've been right. meeting with people and and doing the different organizations. And why did you pick organizations that are like you did some in Washington, you've some done other states. So why are you going to other states? What's the draw for you? Well, I did live in Washington at the time. Nice. nice. <laughs> so, so that would explain it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was with Whisper when I lived there. Nice. Um, I, I go to uh, northern New York. I was going to say upstate New York, but apparently there's a big controversy over that. So um, Controversy northern... for upstate or northern? <laughs> Seriously. Upstate New York apparently has like five different regions. So, oh, okay. <laughs> anything that's not New York City, I guess, is supposed to be upstate New York. Okay. Now, New York is a huge state. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's huge. It's massive. It's huge. <laughs> it takes a long time to drive, drive east to west through New York. So, yeah, there's, um, but anyway, the northern New York, the Adirondack Park area, we, nice. we go there every February for their winter solstice or their, um, winter carnival celebration that they've been doing for like 120 some odd years. So oh, nice. Yeah, we go there every year for that. And um, because I spent so much time there, I wanted to get in touch with people I want to I actually want to live there, I want to eventually move there. So nice. I started making friends out there and um, went into uh, Hotel Saranac, which is a haunted hotel and I had seen the book in their store about how it's haunted and i got a hold of a, a hotel employee and i'm like so who do i get in touch with to talk to about this and they gave me the name of the person who started the adirondack park paranormal society so i looked him up on facebook and sent him a message and within 24 hours i was a member <laughs> <laughs> i love all the connections always work and bring you through <laughs> and i love to travel i love 
to travel. Like I, I've only flown out there once. I've driven every other time. So, wow. you know, it's a long drive. <laughs> about 16 hours. Yeah. It's a long yeah. drive, but um, there's a lot of places between here and there that are interesting too. So, you know, I've been to Niagara Falls a few times. I've stopped at some other places along the way. You can stop and do some hiking or whatever. And hiking is my thing. It's, it's my form, favorite form of exercise. So I like to get out in the mountains and hike. Um, and I just, I miss living in mountains. I miss mountains. Yeah. The mountains here are a little smaller. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little small, a little small, a little yeah. small. <laughs> it's you know and it, and it really is the adventure and I think one thing I have learned and I think and I'm speaking for myself I, I think you have too is when you start on this journey when you're awakening and and finding all these different things to realize you don't know where life is going to take you you don't know where you're going to end up but it's going to be fun doing the exploration with it it sure is. It sure is. And I'd like to also share, um, I am doing a metaphysical expo at Hotel Saranac in Saranac Lake, New York. Nice. 18th and 19th. Cool. So for those of you in that area, make sure to check it out and stop by to say hello to Christina because yeah. you really want to meet her in person. <laughs> <laughs> and the Adirondack Park Paranormal Society will be doing a, a presentation about their um investigation of the hotel nice so, that's cool that's yeah. very cool so a lot of great information so definitely for those of you out in that area and i know i have listeners out there that are in that area so make sure to stop by and check christina out and check out the expo there it's going to be a lot of fun and the paranormal yeah. society yeah. so one of the things i had a question in there and i don't know are you okay if we go a little longer or oh, yeah i'm fine okay so the the one question I had too is as you've been connecting with a lot of other things, you have channeled messages of the divine collective Bartholomew. Mm -hmm. How and when did you start channeling messages from the collective and with uh, the Bartholomew collective? Um, that that started, I think it was around two thousand six or seven, and um, there was a group of us who would get together like once a week or something, and. We would all have dinner and then we were doing like a spiritual book study and someone i don't know there was some concept I, was, I don't remember what it was but there was some concept i was having trouble getting through and i kept feeling like this nudge you know like someone elbowing you like hey <laughs> hey hey <laughs> you know attention yeah are you paying attention and and I, was trying to, I know <laughs> Um, I was trying to get this message through and they just weren't getting it. And the next thing I know is I wake up, I kind of, well, I open my eyes and there's a whole room full of women going mouths open, just staring at me. And I'm like, what just happened? I had no idea. It was 45 minutes later. Wow. I had been trans channeling. I'd never done it before. I never wanted to do it. <laughs> interesting <laughs> i had no designs on trans channeling um but fortunately a few of them took notes and gave me some of that information and um so yeah that was bartholomew that came through which is a collective much like abraham hicks that came through and shared the information but they got the information 
Nice. <laughs> that was my first channeling. Yeah. So have you continued to channel after that then? Yes. And, and what, are you bringing through Bartholomew again, or are you bringing others through also? Others through also. Yeah. And it's kind of a list at this point. Um, I, I have channeled uh, Yeshua. I have channeled the Marys. Um, the I am, which is basically just a column of light, which is kind of cool. It's a good way of putting the I am. It's it's yeah a little indescribable a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the closest I can get to actually describing the I am. Um, I also channel members of the Pleiadian High Council. Um, I've channeled some members of the Galactic Federation. Um, some I mean it's it's just been a lot. I don't remember everybody. Um, but they they come through and share messages sometimes at events. Uh, I don't channel alone unless I'm doing automatic writing. Interesting. So when you're channeling just by yourself, it'll just be with automatic writing. Otherwise, you right. do it in a group setting or with someone there. Yeah, they all seem to like to have questions to answer. Yeah, <laughs> the questions. <laughs> yeah, they they like questions. <laughs> they like questions. Yeah, and I don't always have the questions. So. Yeah. <laughs> so has that been something where, as it started, it has continued, and it seems like, as you've been saying, it's been growing with more and more coming through. Has there been kind of a common theme with some of the answers? And I know you don't remember everything, but I'm sure you're told. Is there oh, yeah. been kind of a common theme with with their um, channels, with their messages? Uh, the last year or two, it has been all about the ascension that we're going through. Nice. It has been all about, um, you know, even if they can't give specifics on like how to rebuild it, because right now we're not supposed to have those specifics. We're, right now we're still in the destructive phase. We're towards the end of it, but we're, we're still in the destructive phase. So they're kind of, it's more just like, hold on tight. This is how you get through this. This is, <laughs> it's more information like that. And I think that's important for people to know that we're all ascending. We're we're not to the point of some parts are being rebuilt, but not many. Like you said, a lot of it is taking it down yet. And for people to realize that and not look at it as fear and and look at it as just a process we're going through, mm -hmm. and and to be more open with that. Is that something that you put some of the messages out there for people, or is it when they can set up an appointment with you, or how does that work? Um, usually I've been doing it, um, speaking at events. Nice. So are you <laughs> speaking at the event in New York? <laughs> I will be doing a gallery reading at the event in New York. Nice. Yes. So for those of you looking to check out one of Christina's gallery readings, make sure to go and check her out in New York. Yes. And she's at other events too, but I know she'll be in New York. And when this comes out, you'll hear it beforehand. So make sure to take the trip. <laughs> it's worth the trip. And besides, it's beautiful. So it's a beautiful area up there. Oh, oh yeah. My gosh. <laughs> Year round, it's a beautiful area. Um, this weekend, I will be at the, uh, the Fall Harvest Psychic and Wellness Fair at the Wild Blue Wander UP. So it's, it's a rustic retreat center outside of Lake Linden. Nice. There, there will be signs up. <laughs> nice. You're gonna have to look at a map to find Lake Linden, but it's somewhere near Houghton. It's not that far from Houghton. Um, but yeah, the, it'll be like it's kind of a big campground sort of thing. But yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be I'll a be lot. Doing of a gallery reading in the yurt. 
Oh, you get to do a gallery reading in a yurt? I do. Oh, how fun is that? Right? <laughs> I've never done that before. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know what a yurt is, it's basically a big round. Like structure. Structure yeah. with canvas. Most of them have canvas over the top of them. Right. Canvas but walls and ceiling. But they're huge. I mean, they come in all different sizes, but a lot of them are really, really big and yeah. just really cool to, to experience. So definitely yeah. check that out too. So Christina, I am so happy to have you here. Is there something you would like to uh, add to any of this today? I just want to thank you so much, first of all, for having me on and for this really fun, lively conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it has been so much fun and I, I'm so happy to have you on today. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We need to get together more often just to laugh. Absolutely. That's, and that's the funnest thing is there's so much to just as humans to enjoy this experience mm -hmm. and the connections with people. So much fun. You definitely, it's a great, I don't know, human is a great time to be. It's it's a great time to be alive, to experience all the changes in the world mm -hmm. and to make new connections you never expected. And right. I love it. <laughs> and I love the internet for that reason. Oh, Absolutely. This yeah. is something that could never have happened before. Right. And now people are connected. They're connected all around the world. The connections mm -hmm. around the world, all of us mm -hmm. are making. It's yes. huge. Huge. And once a month, I co-host I co a show in England. Nice. And what is that show? It's From Beyond with Glenn Bada, Spiritual Medium. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely have to get the link for that so people can check that out too, because that sounds so fun. I have and, my fingers in lots of pies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's fun. I think too, a lot of us here that are starting to do some of this and awakening, you're realizing your reach as a human is just going everywhere around the world to bring the world together because mm -hmm. those connections are helping people to understand people in all areas of the world and to bring them together and realize we really have nothing to fight about, but right. everything to come together with. Exactly. So it it's an exciting time to be alive. <laughs> it really is. It really is. But thank you again so much for having me on. This has been a really fun way to start my day. Awesome. And I am so excited to have you here. It's been so much fun. And I want to say, I just want to say for everybody out there, and thank you again, Christina, and for everyone out there, make sure to check out Christina's website. It's Christina Bloom with a K, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, B as in boy, L-O-O-M, Dot com. So check out Christina Bloom, get on her information. And from there, you can check out all of her other aspects. I'll have links for those of you who are on the media areas where you can see the links. And for those who are listening to the download, make sure to check her out. Check out and go on Amazon. You can just put her name in and you'll find the book she's done and you'll find her there. And I just want to thank everyone here to make sure, check out Christina check out more about her because it's been such a pleasure to have her here and I am so thankful for her spending her time with all of us so I want to thank you so much Christina for taking your time sharing your knowledge with all the people here and I want to remind people remind you to make sure to watch the next episodes of Edge Talk Radio the first and third Tuesdays of the month at 7 p.m central standard time if you missed any of the past episodes 
no worries. You can go ahead and listen on the downloadable podcast, or you can watch this interview on the my YouTube channel. And I just want to thank all of you listeners out there. Thank you for listening, expanding, and amplifying all of our universe together. With that, have an absolutely amazing day.